The Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Reaper Apparel Company. Reaper Apparel offers a casual line of superb fit, finish, and comfort. We design for those who refuse to die slowly and choose to live untamed. For those who aren't afraid to face the dark, for the ones that thrive in it, and for those who can appreciate life through a grim lens. That's Reaper Apparel Company. Go to the link in the description of this episode, use the promo code Mike Bono, and get 10% off. Also, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my own personal merch store, the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. I have hats, I have t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, water bottles, notebooks, you name it, I've got it. The description and the link for that will be in the description of this episode. Also, right now, if you use the promo code WELCOME, I will give you 5% off of your first purchase. That's the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. Also, the Rod Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Tactical Brotherhood. All-American-made apparel, which helps support the Second Amendment. You can also find all this in the description of this episode with the link, Tactical Brotherhood. Part of every proceed does go to helping veterans, as it is a very good cause. All American-made products made right here in Minnesota. Go and check them out. Use the promo code PATRIOT15 to get 15% off your purchase. Now, let's start the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Ride Home Rants podcast. This is, as always, your host, Mike Bono. I got another great guest for us today, but before we do that, I got to let you all know that the Ride Home Ranch podcast is sponsored by these three books. It is Jester's Run, How to Fail at Stand-Up Comedy, and Kayla's Gone, all of which have been wrote by my good friend, Steve Sabo. You can find all of these at his website, stevesabo.com, or... You can find it on Amazon, too, as well. And as a special thanks to everyone who has listened to the show, if you type in the promo code RIDEHOMERANTS, you will get free shipping on all of these books. So go to Steve Sabo, that's S-T-E-V-E-S-A-B-O dot com to get your book today. Also, another former guest of the show, Nick Tamba, and his dry rubs that he has sent me over the holidays. Uh, Nick, first off, first and foremost, thank you for these dry rubs. I have tried them on everything. I have the All American and the Irish dry rub. They are phenomenal. I tried the All American on burgers, hot dogs. We even tried it on some chicken last night. It was phenomenal. The Irish I have used on a plethora of different things. Go there, use the hashtag Coaches Dry Rub, and you will be able to find these dry rubs. I will reach out to me, and I will get you in contact with Nick Tamba. That is a mouthful, but thank you for everyone for being with me through those sponsorship reads. But now, let me introduce to you, this man is a military veteran. He's also into CrossFit, and he is currently coming to us all the way from Turkey, Paul Sinkis joins the show, and I really hope I got your last name right. I know I told you I would try to get that right for you. Paul, thanks for joining the show, my man. Yes, you got the name right. Uh, pleasure to be here. 
Uh, and I'm, dude, I'm ready for some of those chicken wings already. That is uh, <laughs> something I miss here in Turkey. So I might need to find that, find out some more info on that. I will send you the info. This man's his dry <laughs> rubs are phenomenal. I had him on the show, and it was just, he said he was going to send them to me, and he sent me the Irish one because my wife is Irish. And so for her, he sent that one, and I've used that one a little bit more than I've used the um, the All-American rub. It's, they're, they're all great. The two that I've tried have been phenomenal, and everybody needs to, Needs to get out there. The chicken wings, though, that's that's where it's at. Put them on some chicken wings, and you can't go wrong. Uh, but I mean, let's let's dive right into this here. You are a veteran of the military. I want to talk about that. I support our military one hundred and fifty-two percent. What branch were you in, and, and what was kind of like? Did you have a specialty in the military? Yeah, so uh, I was in the Air Force, uh, but I actually so I was what was called security forces for 12 years on active duty. Uh, and essentially we are like military police, but also uh, I got rented out to the army a lot. Uh, I went through a army uh, sniper and SWAT school and uh, got deployed with the army a couple of times. And, uh, and then I was five years, I was in the reserves and I was air transportation. And that's like anybody you see working at an airport, like we did all those jobs, so loading and unloading of airplanes, uh, all all that cargo stuff, everything. All right, so yeah, so the the Air Force rented you out a little bit. Is it, does that happen a lot with the Air Force, or is it was it specific to you because of your duties, or was it like? So um, I was actually uh, like one of the first ones for for this specific thing, two thousand six, two thousand seven. It was uh, in Iraq. It was a time that uh, George Bush called it the surge. And it's where we were sending like, I think it was like 30 or 40,000 extra troops in a quick period of time uh, to get into Iraq. So I got sent in what's called an in lieu of mission where like the army gets tasking and they filled it with Air Force guys instead. Uh, So I was working with an army battalion uh, in the streets of Baghdad every day, uh, but was part of a group of like 130 Air Force guys doing that. Okay. So, uh, one, you know, absolutely first and foremost, thank you for your service to this, this great country. I really do appreciate that. Um, and I, I thank everybody, every military person. I have a lot of family that is in the military currently right now. Uh, a lot of fraternity brothers that are still overseas. Um, with the Marines and everything like that. So, you know, I definitely support the military any way, shape, or form that I can. So with that being said, what all countries have you visited because of the military? So uh, let's see, Kuwait, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Afghanistan, South Korea, Turkey, Kyrgyzstan, Germany, and Greece. Wow. That's, you've been... So, the 10 countries uh, that I've spent some time in, like, not counting, like, places that the plane stops, you know? Right. It's an airport. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Don't count those. That's just, that's just the layover. we We don't count the layover states for sure. So... Which one of those 
was kind of your favorite to to be at, whether that be food, whatever, just the atmosphere or anything like that? I understand it's for the military, but which one of those 10 was? would you say would be your favorites? So Turkey is definitely my favorite, uh, hence that I'm back here living as a civilian now. Uh, I really enjoyed my time. It's crazy. I enjoyed my time in Iraq, but that had more to do with the fact of like the brotherhood and, and the like how close you get with your guys when you're going through crap. Um, but when it comes to like loving a country, uh, Turkey, it is it is like a hidden gem of the world, I believe. Okay. Okay. Um, so uh, let's get into this here. Why the move back to Turkey? Um, so I lived here in 2010, 2009, 2010. I was like a 24, 25-year-old crazy dude. I was partying a lot. I was uh, just doing everything I could over here. Um, I love the food. I love the people. Like They're super welcoming. Um, a good example of how welcoming they are is they have what's called street weddings. And they say, if you see a street wedding, you just, just stop on by, just join on in. Like you can just join the party. Um, and it's like literally like they just kind of block the street off with their own cars. And there's like bands and music and like nobody has a problem with the fact that you just blocked some street off because it's a wedding. So just go for it. Like and You can just join on in. Like no invitations, nothing. Just no hey, invitation. we're gonna do it. You here. don't know a soul there. Like I, I had to try it out one time on my own. I was like, I heard this. Just join a street wedding if you see it. So I was driving down the road. I had already been hanging out with some friends, and I was like, I'm just gonna stop. There's a wedding going on, and they loved having me there. They were just like, Ah, come on in, brother. Like, <laughs> and I barely speak any Turkish. They didn't speak any English, but we partied for a little bit. That is probably the craziest thing I've heard in a long time. And just the street yeah. wedding, just, yeah, everybody, come on in. Let's just join in the yeah. festivities. That's got to be the most fun and terrifying wedding to be at, all in the same sense. Like, did you get that feel? Like, obviously, it was a good time. You hung out for a little bit, but. Yeah, I, I hung out for a little bit. Definitely not going to, like, try to, like, hit on any of the girls while you're there at a street wedding. Like, you don't want to be that guy that just showed up and, you know, you're just going to say hey. And uh, I, I didn't stay too long. I think I would have stayed longer if I spoke a little more Turkish or I had a Turkish buddy with me. But uh, it was still cool, though. They were like, what is this random American doing showing up to the party? I think that brings a whole new meeting to the word wedding crashers because, like, everybody's a wedding crasher at that wedding. Yeah, I didn't think that. Uh, like, what's so funny about this movie? It's yeah, normal. It's just a wedding. It's just come on in. Why is there a guest list? Why? What? What is a guest list? What is that? Uh, I, I'm going to need a minute to process all that. Like, that's just that's insane to me. The other thing, like people, they see you see all the pictures of like Greece and Italy and like the beautiful Mediterranean and all that stuff. So Turkey's on the Aegean Sea and the Mediterranean, and like all the beautiful stuff that you see for Greece or Italy, we've got it all here, but it's like a fraction of the price. Like you, I went to a like a really nice restaurant that would be like a six hundred dollar meal in New York City, and it was like thirty dollars. Like, what? do that you know <laughs> Game so the, the salt bay guy i don't know if you know what i'm talking about when yeah. i say that 
With the, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, so I went to his restaurant. He was there. He, like, took a photo with us. He cut our steaks, and it was, like, a $30 meal. See, that blows my mind, it, it, that he was there as big of it. Everybody knows who he is, the old salt yep. bay. Like, did he do the, the whole salt bay he thing did it. for yep. you? He everything? did it, the whole thing. He was going around to, like, all the tables doing it. Um, nice dude. And that's like, so is in Istanbul, which is where he lives. I don't live there. Uh, I literally flew up there for dinner and flew back to the city that I'm from. And it was like dinner, flight, hotel, 120 bucks or something, you oh. know? Like, <laughs> you can't go anywhere for 120 bucks <laughs> and eat. <laughs> Why not? It's like, all right, I got a flight. It's 120 bucks round trip. I can't spend any more money the, the entire time I'm there. That's <laughs> to to yep. be able to do what you did. That that's easily, like you said, a 600 dollar ticket here in in the states. That's that's crazy to me. So, yeah. what is it like for you being an American citizen in Turkey and? Obviously, you've adapted a little bit, but how was it when you were first there and the transition from being, you know, I'm American, but now I'm going to be living here? So what's that kind of like? Yeah, so really different was, uh, you know, I mentioned all those countries I've lived in. So in 17 years in the military, 10 different countries, which means my time in the U.S. was like limited as well. I spent some solid years in the U.S., but... Um, I had a great exposure to living overseas, but now it's like, I'm here on my own. There's no, there's no military base where I'm at. I'm not, uh, with a group of American dudes, you know, so just, uh, getting used to like, I've really got to learn this language, like, and people don't speak much English where I'm at. So, I mean, just the most simple of things, uh, you, you kind of feel like a little bit of a child sometimes like I went from being a dude that would have like 30 military guys that I'm you know giving the orders to to now I'm just trying to figure out how to ask where the bathroom is (laughs) and yeah so yeah so just that I mean the 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 adaptation of like this is different than even being overseas with the military this is kind of on your own yeah, that that would be the most terrifying thing for me, like leaving the country, not just to go like on a vacation or like you were for the military, having that support system around you to just, all right, I live here now. And now, now, now what do we do? I know. And how how hard was it for you to learn the language? And are you still learning the language? Yeah. So uh, the first year, I've only been here for a year, um, January 5th, 2021, I moved here. Um, so the first year because of COVID, there were all sorts of like lockdowns and restrictions. Like you couldn't leave your house. So learning during that time was pretty difficult. Um, I've just started a language school that's in a classroom 20 hours a week. And, uh, it's, it's intense. Uh, it's definitely the most difficult thing. I've ever had to do in my life is, is learning a language at 36 years old, (laughs) Um, but it's coming along. I've got a lot of good friends. I've met a lot of friends pretty quickly here and they, they like love helping you. They love the fact that you're trying to learn their language. 
even though they speak English, like a few of my friends that I'm trying. So they just, they respect that. So I, I would say, have you tried to, to help anybody else out other than like close niche people to, to learn English maybe too, as well, as well as you look in Turkish? Is it kind of a back and forth type of thing? Yeah, it's, it's definitely like a back and forth. So a lot of times uh, they will practice their English. They'll speak to me in English and I will attempt to respond in Turkish. That's kind of a cool trick. So that's kind of the way to, to learn. Um, and we correct each other. Like Turks are like really straightforward. Like uh, they'll ask you like how much money you make. And like, if you're like a little hefty, they're calling you fat. Like they're really like straight. Like I've been called fat, even though I'm like, dude, I ain't fat. Uh, I've been called fat more times in my life in this last year. And, uh, but just with the language, like they're the same way. Like they'll just, they'll tell you like, no, that's, it's not it. So, yeah. See, I, I would appreciate that, you know, not the fact of being called fat, but like just the straightforwardness of, you know, them telling you how it is like that to me, yeah. you need that in, in everyday life. Just somebody who's not going to, tiptoe around the truth and just say right. what you mean to say and just get on about your day. So let's get it. Let's get into this here a little bit. I know you said they were calling you fat and I don't, obviously I don't believe that for a second <laughs> uh, because you're big into CrossFit. I don't, I've never seen any fat people into CrossFit. So what got you into CrossFit? So actually uh, I had a torn rotator cuff um, that my, the doctor was like, Dude, I'd probably lay off the bench press for a little while if I were you. Because um, I couldn't figure out how I tore my rotator cuff. And he was like, you could have, like, the size that your chest and shoulders are, just from, like, all the wear and tear, you could have just been sleeping on it wrong for a little bit. And then a small, you know, something little happened after that. So uh, I had a friend, I was trying to do rehab on my own. And he said, dude, just try CrossFit. So I gave it a go. And, like, CrossFit actually helped me heal my injury. I was the guy that used to, like, talk trash about CrossFit and be like, oh, man, that's weird. And that's how you get hurt and all that stuff. But it actually is, like, the thing that rehabbed me. And then uh, just the community that is there. Like, I was always a dude, put my headphones in, and I might have a workout partner or two and just go at it on the weights um, but then like finding this community inside the CrossFit gyms was, was really great. Um, it's something I tell people, I say like, you can move to any city in the world. If you find a CrossFit gym and a church, you'll have like friends and family immediately. Yeah. I, I've had a buddy of mine trying to get me into CrossFit for years now. Um, and I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And now that you mention it, I probably should have cause being a former collegiate swimmer myself, I've had nothing but shoulder problems. I've separated a shoulder. I've torn the rotator cuff in a shoulder. Like, shoulder problems to me are just the norm. At 32 years old right now, it's just the, it's, it's what I'm used to. Like, it still clicks and pops, like, all the time. But um, I did the, re like you said, the rehab. I had the band workouts that I still do just to try to, to rehab it. But... You saying CrossFit kind of kind of helped with that? With that, I probably should have took him up on the offer a long time yeah, ago. Dude. 
And and I'm not exactly sure how close it is to because you're in Zanesville, you said, right? Yep. So there's uh, in Youngstown, there's a place called the train station. And that is the spot if you're anywhere near Youngstown, because it's all about CrossFit is like having good coaches. Mm-hmm. So it's different than having personal trainers because they, they take it like a sport and they like care about your overall wellness and health and everything. If you're at a good place with good coaches. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's big. So yeah, Youngstown is about two hours away from where I'm at oh, right man, now. It, so. ain't, it ain't quite that good. It's I'm, good. I would say you're going to need to upsell it a whole lot more for me to drive two yeah, hours yeah. to get a workout in. This is not going to happen. <laughs> oh man. So I got to get this in here, and I got to find them because I lost my place here because. Because uh, the wonderful manager of the show, John Fitty Falcone, has sent it. And I know I pre-warned you about this a little bit. I uh, normally don't like to do it, but we're coming up on everybody's favorite segment of the show. And that is the Fast Fitty Five. Five random questions from the wonderful manager of the podcast, John Fitty Falcone. Like I said earlier, they could be kind of rapid fire. But you're allowed to elaborate uh, as well, because some of the, these you might need to elaborate on, because Paul, these have nothing to do with what we've been talking about for the entirety of this show. So, if you're ready, we'll get rolling here. Let's rock. All right. <laughs> I think he tries to make me laugh with these questions, with, with how he asks them, because question number one. Which is the better ice cream treat, hot fudge sundae with extra hot fudge or banana split? We'll be back after a quick break. Big labia energy. What if I eat a little cheese every day? <laughs> Just keep it. It's like I have a tolerance. Yeah, for cheese. Good Same job with cats. Your tolerance. Like if I pet a cat every day for the first week or two. I thought you were going to say if I eat a cat a little bit every day, <laughs> starting at the tail and just ate a little bit, then I'd be fine. But if I didn't eat a cat for three months. I would totally start at the face. Why yeah. would you start at the tail? If someone put a gun to my head and said, eat this cat. I'm trying to think of we're an acceptable scenario. We're still talking about a feline, right? <laughs> oh, did you think I was talking about pussy? Maybe. It could go there. I don't want to eat a cat. I want to eat a pussy. <laughs> Gonna go with the hot fudge sundae with extra fudge. If I'm eating ice cream, I do not need a banana. You're <laughs> right. I feel, I feel like if you're eating ice cream, you've already made that decision that it's nothing healthy is coming out of this. Yeah. Uh, oh wow. Are mustaches appropriate to have if you are under the age of thirty? No. Yeah, that's a no. hard no. That's just... yeah. I mean, if you're like 14 and you just got your first little facial hair, hey, go for it. Yeah. But like, you know, was... if you're, but like by senior year, you either got to like have the whole scruff beard going or get rid of it. Yeah, for sure. And I, I can tell you, my like... Kids nowadays is getting sooner and sooner. My son is twelve, and he's already kind of got that dirt stash thing going for him. Like he's already. I'm like, dude, it's soon. We got to start 
doing something with this, my man, because it's just not not a good look right now. We get, we got to get rid of that. All right. Question number three. Would you rather be a famous athlete or a famous actor? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go with athlete. I feel like that. I, I kind of figured yeah. that one. So, Military man, CrossFit. Yeah. Well, like, and you can just do your time and retire and, like, sail off into the sunset. Whereas in, as an actor, like, I don't know when that career ends. I don't know when it's supposed to end. Like, what's his name? The old dude. Man, he's really, really old. He's, like, nine, uh, Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Clint he's, like, 91. Movies. Betty White was still acting R.I.P. to Betty White, you know, just, just passed yeah, away. Just, you know, she was 99 and still acting. Yeah, and I get it. They could retire, but, like, it's hard to hang it up sometimes if you can keep doing it. Whereas in with sports, it's like, all right, man, in my four years in the league, I'm good. Your, your body kind of starts to tell you it's time to – I don't think that happens with acting. It's just for sure. All right. Question number four. Is air conditioning overrated or underrated? It's underrated. Underrated. Oh, man. Underrated. Uh, I live in a place where it gets to like 110 degrees. Ugh. And uh, yeah, you just you just don't want to you don't want to be there without an air conditioning. Absolutely. No way. Yes. Yeah. Underrated yeah. for sure. Question number five. Are blueberry bagels the best bagels? They're up there. I, I I might have to go with the. Mm, I think they are. The the blueberry, if, especially if you got the cinnamon blueberry, isn't that a thing? Cinnamon blueberry. I think so. Together, I think so it's the thing, and yeah, they're the best. I I feel like he gave you the toughest questions while still being the most random questions that we have ever had on this. They were random. They were like, random. Like I said, he, he, I mean, you, you've seen his Instagram story. Like, he's had the ones like, all right, you, Chuck Norris, a bear, and Liam Neeson are stuck in a cage. Who comes out alive? Like, that's some of the questions that he's been asking. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's fantastic. I love these questions. And he doesn't send them to me until, like, the day we record. And I think it's because he wants me to laugh. At these questions and see if I can. He's testing my comedic abilities, I think, if I can get through these without laughing yeah. off the first read. And it's just, wow. It's, it's, they get more random and random every time. But since we are running down near the end of the episode here, I give every guest this opportunity. So I'm going to give you a minute, a little over a minute. If there's anything you want to get out there, whether that's just a good message, anything like that, anything you got going on that you want the great people and the listeners of the Ride Home Rants podcast to hear about, the floor is yours for a minute, Paul. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm a huge uh, advocate in uh, building strong relationships. I just think like the most valuable thing in the world is good relationships. Um, so wherever you're at, like 2022, everybody's got all these big goals and everything. I would like challenge people 
to uh, make it a goal to build some of their relationships to make them stronger. Um, and then the other thing would just be to, uh, to just give it a go. Whatever it is that's on your heart that you're passionate about doing, just do it. Uh, I moved to Turkey with two pieces of luggage and didn't really know anything, and I'm loving life. Um, so if you're passionate about something, uh, just give it a go. You won't regret at least trying. I think that is a fantastic way to end the episode. I love it when guests can promote what they got going on, but I also love it when each guest has a different message. And I think that's a great message because nine years ago, I dove into stand up comedy with crippling stage fright. Like, yeah. it was to the point where. If I didn't have a little bit of liquid courage in me, I wasn't going on stage. Like that yep. that's the point to where I was. And I have loved every minute of stand up comedy for the past nine years. And I'm still going strong. And I'm I'm not gonna stop until y'all see me on Netflix one day, uh, with my own special. That's that's the end goal uh for me. And it's it's a grind, but I love every minute of it, and you're right. You just gotta dive in and do it. And that is a fantastic way to end this episode. Yep. You got something else? Go ahead. Just the, the, the thought on that too, of not allowing other people to measure your success. Oh, yeah. Like your success is measured by you and how you feel about it, how happy you are with it and not allowing other people to measure your success in any of those ventures. Oh yeah. I, I've stopped caring what people had to say or think about me a long time ago. And it's to the point now, like, family dinners are are getting a little bit more and more uh, awkward for me uh, because my sister has her own uh, salon business that she runs. My other sister's in financial aid at a big university. And then there's me, the comic, in the out of the three. And it's, <clears throat> it's always, oh, Bree had this many new clients. Oh, your sister enrolled this many new people. Well, Mike, what's new with your career? And it's just, well, I made a couple more people laugh today. I don't know. It's just, just what I do. <laughs> Amen. Awesome. It's, it's, it's been, I've loved being on. It's, it's been great. It's been an honor. Absolutely, man. Thank you. And thank you to all the listeners out there who are coming in, new listeners. And old, as always, if you enjoyed the show, be a friend, tell a friend. If you didn't, tell them anyways. They might like it just because you didn't. That's going to do it for me this week, and I will see y'all next week. The Ride Home Rants Podcast is brought to you by Dubby Energy. Energy drinks made for gamers, streamers, and podcasters alike. For gamers, streamers, and podcasters alike. Go to the link in the description where you can find the best energy drinks out there. Less caffeine than a cup of coffee. Also, no jitters and no crash afterwards. Use the promo code Mike Bono and get yourself 10% off. Also, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my favorite sponsor of the show, and that is Shankit Golf. Golf apparel made for the everyday golfer. We might not go out and shoot a six under par. We're probably going to shoot a six over par. But this is going to give us the gear that's going to help us rock it on and off of the course. 
Go to the link in the bio. Use the promo code Mike Bono and get yourself 10% off there as well.